Transition Awareness Breathing. Feeling grounded for both children and parents is essential for healthy living and learning. Join Eartha Powell on this series for tips and tools for creating a harmonious environment for learning. Transition Awareness Breathing will help you and your child find an individualized path to tackle change, promote lifelong learning, and discover new approaches to calmness. We're back, everyone, with Transition Awareness Breathing Podcast. Let's get back with how we missed out, discussing our mindset when we are helping others. And there's some kind of a change. Okay, Howie. And if you don't serve others, and if you don't go out and participate in these things that maybe at first scare you a little bit, because... I don't know who's going to be there. I don't know how long it's going to take. What if they have me doing something that I don't really like to do, etc. And you talk yourself out of it. Then the opposite is true. Your body, your mind, your neurons, your chemicals, everything will start to shut down. And then you'll just want to plop down on the sofa and watch football all day long. Or just watch Lifetime. You know, and next thing you know... It's 11 o'clock at night and you just burn the entire day in front of the TV and then you get up and you're like, oh God, I just have no energy. So how do the same people, given the external circumstances, have a completely different day? One little trick that I use is that I don't let my mind go to the, maybe I'll just do nothing today. Maybe I'll just disconnect. Maybe I'll just turn my phone off. Maybe I just will cancel all my appointments. I don't go there. So I start to stack things that I like doing. And so doing this podcast, going from here to drop off something at the battered women and children's shelter, having the two meetings that I did this morning and one with CRIT Children's Rehabilitation Institute, which is a nonprofit that serves kids with disabilities. Then looking at some of the posts that we're doing for some of our clients at my ad agency at Sharkmatic. So I'm stacking all these really fun things and it's not even noon yet. And then this afternoon I have a whole bunch of things. Then tonight I'm going to a cocktail reception for an event that I'm, that I'm participating in in a couple of weeks, but they have the table captain's reception tonight. And then tomorrow I'm giving a talk to a group of entrepreneurs at an African restaurant, you know, one that I've never been to. I'm super excited about all of these things. So my energy level is so high and I'm not naturally a highly energetic person. I'm more of a procrastinator. I, I'd say my default, uh, my default settings that I was shipped to this earth with was procrastination and laziness. But I substituted it for action and for opportunity. And I keep my eyes open and more often than not, one of my favorite sayings is nothing happens until it happens. But many of us already played out the whole scenario of how bad it's going to be before we even get there and we talk ourselves out of it. It's the only reason I've been a partner in more than 20 businesses because I feel like, what if I'm wrong and that turns out to be a great business? So I try it and then and then it proves out whether it is or it's not. And it's usually something to do with my action or my abilities. It's not because itself was something that was not profitable. It was because I didn't have the skill set or I didn't have the right partners or whatever it is, but I can always affect it in a positive way. So at the end of the day, it's what I call extreme responsibility. You got to take responsibility for everything that happens to you, but you can also redefine it. And I redefine it. 
as did it happen to me or did it happen for me? And if I redefine it as it happened for me, then there's a lesson in it. And once I get that lesson, then I'm less likely to make that error again. And it wasn't a loss because it was a learn. And life and karma and God and whatever you want to say, uh, the Tao has this very peculiar way of continuing to teach you this lesson over and over and over again until you learn it. If not, you're going to keep bumping your head up against the same wall. You're going to be here 10 years later looking back and say, oh my God, I'm exactly where I was 10 years ago. But that's life. There's not a black cloud following you around. What it is, is you not taking extreme responsibility for your life. You're directing and starring in your own feature film called Life. And at the end of the day, you can come up with a whole bunch of reasons or a bunch of excuses and live below the line about why it didn't pan out for you. Or you take the bull by the horns and figure it out. Is it going to come out the way you imagined? Probably not. But it'll probably be a lot better and a lot different than you imagined it in a positive way because you're actually taking positive action to improve your situation. There was a gentleman that I met last night, um, Dr. C., and he told me in broken words, he's a, a gentleman in his early 50s, that he had been a psychologist. He had been in the military. He used to work out all the time. He's now in a wheelchair. Uh, his access to language, I would say on a scale from 1 to 10, is maybe about a 6. And he told me that he had a stroke. And so and it was 11 years ago and he has trouble getting the numbers out. And he told me one, one. So, so 11 years ago, he goes, yes. And I was fascinated by his story. And then I told him that I have two friends, one in his forties and one in his fifties that both had strokes. They had no clue it was coming. They were not even in terms of like the profile of somebody who might have a stroke. They, they weren't even really candidates for it. And then the neurologist couldn't figure out what triggered it and what happened with those two. And he, and then Dr. C told me the same thing and his life completely changed. Imagine from military, great shape, has his practice to now working at Morgan's Wonderland in a wheelchair without full use of his body, without uh, maybe 60% access to language. And he seems to enjoy it. You know, we talked about it. He really enjoys it. But, you know, I think many people who have suffered something that drastic and that traumatic would want to go back because now he's got other medical challenges and, of course, mobility challenges and those kinds of things. And so... We can talk about this later, Arthur, but you know, one of the things that we at least have to talk about when we talk about happiness and progress and advancement and serving others is this whole concept of gratitude. So with that, I'll kick it back to you. Amazing. It is almost like um, Dr. C is contributing in a way that he may have never imagined. And it also, to me, shows that whatever level of health 
whatever age you're at, you can contribute. Um, you know, you mentioned about the gratitude, and that is so, that is such a part of mindfulness. And um, I, so I'm going to be real honest <laughs> with you and my listeners. Sometimes I have a problem with Thanksgiving because it seems like uh, the 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 whole uh, environment here in the United States, of course. Uh, we, we all get all thankful, and it seems like we should be thankful every single day. And uh, as as someone who goes through a life-changing event, uh, such as the gentleman that you had mentioned, I am almost as a nurse who have, who have uh, worked with people who have gone through strokes, uh, they, they feel grateful in many ways and at a deeper level than any of us can ever experience and um, it would be wonderful if we can reach that deeper experience of gratitude without going through such a uh, life-changing event in our health um, uh, but uh, one other thing I wanted to to bring up that I that I see in your in you and as you speak is your is your growth mindset and your positive mindset. And uh, that is such, that is the other side of the oxytocin. It's, dri it's a driver. It's the, it's the willingness to learn something new. It's that, it's that if, I, if it doesn't work out, then we'll try again. And, so, and that's one thing that I, that I <clears throat> teach through transition awareness breathing and with my students, I pass out erasers and they look at me like, okay, Miss Eartha, why are you giving us erasers? I have some at school. No, thank you. I said, the reason why I give you an eraser, you guys, is because I want you to remember if you make a mistake, you try again. And I think in our school systems, we could maybe do a better job at emphasizing that when you make a mistake, try again. You're not a failure. And sometimes it doesn't come from the school system. Sometimes it comes from their environment where, where they're being raised. So, you know, I just <clears throat> want to emphasize as we grow up and we go through failures that we perceive as failures, it's, it, is, it is a different frame of mind when we can change our perspective and see that when we don't succeed at something, to try again. Uh, I shared earlier before we went on the broadcast of the uh, World Health Organization's uh, happiness scale and how the United States is number 16. I'm sure my listeners like, oh, no, she's going through that again. <laughs> okay, so, but... Uh, uh, um, uh, but, you know, and as I shared before, I, th I think we could do a whole lot better. Yeah, I, I think if we could share our happiness and is, uh, with others and around our sphere of influence, that will bring the happiness score in the United States up at least a few notches because it is so important for our health. I mean, the positive growth mindset the uh the 
the changing to a positive perspective. And we're, we are not looking at things through rose colored glasses. It's, it's not like we don't see what's going on. We see it, but we choose not to ruminate on it because we know things can get better. So I'm going to turn it back to you and, and, uh, you want to share something about gratitude. So all excellent points, Eartha, and I was thinking about seven different things I wanted to talk about, but back to the gratitude and the Thanksgiving thing, I think about that with other holidays as well. And so what I do is we'll change up Thanksgiving instead of the traditional turkey feast and the stuffing and this whole manufactured, formulaic day to give thanks becomes a day to get together and enjoy the things we really like. So this year we made roast with some um, some some breads and uh, an avocado and salsas and, and rice. And we had a great old time. We got together for Thanksgiving, but it didn't look or feel or taste like a traditional Thanksgiving meal. Um, the other thing is, you know, the United Nations has a world thank you day to remind people that they should be grateful and thank you. And we... As Americans say thank you 20, 30, 40 times a day. The problem is that most of the time we don't mean it. We're conditioned to say it. We were told by our parents, what do we say? Thank you. So we say it, but we don't mean it. We sign our emails, thank you, and our name. But again, we don't mean it. And when I say we don't mean it, it doesn't mean that we're lying. It just means that we don't internalize it. We don't feel grateful. So I've heard podcasts and, and, uh, and gurus say that you should do these, these thankfulness exercises every morning and think of three things that you're grateful for. And I've tried those. And then a week in, I'm already back to the original ones. My kids, my health, my, you know, depending on the week, my, my bank account. But, but again, I don't think that really gets internalized. I think you're either grateful or you're not, but it is a learned behavior and you can feel grateful, but you have to feel it. You have to believe it. You have to live it. And you can't live it if you're selfish and always internalize all of these problems that are out there. And many of them are not even your problems and many of them are not even going to happen the way you think they're going to happen but we've already lived them out. And so I'm not saying keep yourself ignorant or ignorance is bliss. What I'm saying is kind of like piggybacking on what you said. Don't ruminate on it. What do you choose to do with that information? Will you learn from it? Will you be the solution instead of adding and piling on to the problem? Go look at all the reviews you leave on Google and Facebook. If you leave a lot of negative reviews, chances are you have a lot of negative negativity in you because there's a lot more positive stuff that happens to you. So why aren't you leaving more positive reviews than negative? Howie, I just want to bring us to a pause right here and we'll call this the end of session two. And just to summarize the rich information that you have shared I feel like you have opened up another treasure box. And inside this treasure box 
is a treasure map. The imagery that is in my mind, and I invite our listeners to join us in this imagery, to use this treasure map as a guide to break procrastination into chunks of fun, action, and opportunity. And with this valuable treasure map, you highlighted how to redefine loss into learning and to take opportunities to continue to grow and to learn. And throughout our session today, it was so wonderful how the threads of gratitude, whether it was intentional gratitude or non-sincere gratitude, but it just highlighted to help us to be aware and to measure our sincerity. As we think about these thought-provoking topics, I would like to guide us in a short mindfulness exercise. I invite you to to join me for just a brief exercise. And if you don't have the time, uh, that's okay. There will be more in our next podcast. Howie will be joining us and we'll be continuing our discussion. If you're able to participate in this mindfulness activity, I invite you to allow yourself to get comfortable and maybe uh, reposition yourself, maybe get some water, and then let's get started. Gratitude. When you hear the word gratitude, what thoughts, what pictures come into your mind? I invite you to allow those pictures, allow those thoughts to take a spotlight in your mind at this time. And without rushing and without pushing it aside, just take a look at it in a three-dimensional way. In our mind's eye, we can look at things differently. There are no limits. Think about what you are grateful for. Maybe it's a person. Maybe it's a situation. Maybe it's a pet. Whatever you are thankful for, let that come into your 
spotlight, like a stage. And, and on that stage, you see the thought or the picture of what you are grateful for. And if there's a lot of things that you're grateful for, let's take one at a time. This is just an exercise. Take a breath in and blow it away. Now, if in your mind's eye, what I would like for you to do, this is a, a, a mindfulness, awareness, meditation. This is something that we are working through as we're thinking about it. So if there's any hesitation or any um, anxiety, I would like for you to take a breath and blow it away and say this is just an exercise. It's just a mindfulness exercise. Okay, let's continue. Bring that picture of the person or situation or pet that you are grateful for and just imagine that they are not there they have left the stage and you are left with you fill in the blank Maybe you're left with the memories of their smile, or maybe it's a recipe, maybe it's a smell, and that smell is comforting. Maybe you're left with the appreciation of time that was so valuable that you spent with that person or the situation. Even maybe it was an irritant and you know and deep down inside when that situation or that person was irritating it brought a little bit of joy and now that person or that situation or that pet is out of the spotlight take a breath in and blow it away now bring that person that pet or that situation back on stage widen the stage light and oh they, they there they are and now bring your awareness back to the gifts that you thought about when you were remembering their presence when they were not on the spotlight because what they left you with is your treasure. Enjoy your treasure and enjoy your practice. And this is the end of the exercise. Thank you, Web Talk Radio, for allowing me to have a platform to bring Transition Awareness Breathing Podcast to my listeners. And thank you, Mary Lou and Sam, my producers, for making this podcast available to my listeners wherever they go. Be sure and pick up a copy of Eartha's new book, Tab Mindfulness, Awareness and Coloring Activities in a Pandemic World. It's not just an ordinary coloring book. 
It features 23 illustrations to stimulate thought, relaxation, and creativity for anyone between the ages of 4 and 94. Increase your positive self-talk energy. Unlock new creative paths. Transform your time once or twice a week to create beautiful art while strengthening confidence, building positive self-talk, and sensitize self-awareness. Tab Mindfulness, awareness and coloring activities in a pandemic world. It's available now at Amazon.com. 